Yeah, you got to fake it until you make it. Yeah, you got you to believe God regardless. You got to get a good attitude before you have a good attitude. Okay. You got to praise the Lord when you don't feel like praising God. And then you don't, you don't feel like it, but you, you're lifting up those heavy hands. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. God, you know I don't feel like it. Praise you, Lord. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, the anointing starts dropping. And you start sensing the presence of God. And all of a sudden, woo, glory to God. You can run through a troop and leap over a wall. You can outrun the chariots. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Pretty soon, you're, you're not just going by what it looks like. You're going by what you believe. And when you fast, you're disconnecting from your sense realm and you're connecting into a higher realm. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Fasting for direction in Acts 13. This is one of the, one of the um, scriptures that brought me into fasting early in, in my uh, time when I started pa pastoring a few years back. And it says that uh, in Acts 13, uh, 1 through 3, it was talking about there were certain prophets and teachers and they were gathered together. And um, it says as they, it was, uh, uh, you had Paul that was there, and you had Barnabas, and you had other people that were there. And it said that uh, as they ministered to the Lord, in verse 2, and fasted, they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So we see here, in the early church, they practiced fasting. And one of the things they were together and they were fasting and they and they were and they were the Bible said they were ministering to the Lord. So they must have been worshiping. They must have been praising God and worshiping and they were ministering to the Lord. Because that's the only way I can think that you can minister to the Lord is by giving him praise. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So they were worshiping and praising God and they were fasting and the Holy Spirit came in and gave them direction. And I'm telling you, I love it when God reveals truth to me and gives me some direction or gives me something to move on. Amen. That's that that's vision. And I'm telling you, it, it's going to take vision for you to walk out your faith life in this in this life today. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? You need a fresh vision. Some of us need to get close to God to get a fresh vision again. Some of our vision is kind of blurry. We're not seeing what we need to see. We need fresh vision. My preaching is better than your amen. Without the vision, people will perish. I need a fresh vision from God. I need a fresh insight from God. I need God to reveal some truth to me. I, I, I need a fresh word from God. I need some God to speak to me, glory to God. And it says here, Paul uh, uh, fasted and in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty seven. 27. He, he talks about everything that he suffered. And so, and so suffering is in the context of fasting. Uh, hello. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, Paul was saying, hey, you know, I was shipwrecked. You know, I was stoned. Of course, we're not talking, you know, we're, he, he, was, he had stones thrown at him. Amen. He left for dead. Um, you know, he was bit by a snake. You know, he encountered all these problems with people. And, he, and, and, and it's, it was his sufferings. He's, and then, then it says... <clears throat> He went without food 
And then after he says he went without food, he, he said he fasted. And fasting is, is, is different than him going without food. He, he went without food because he had no, no food to eat. That's one thing. But then he said he fasted, which means he had the opportunity to eat something, but he chose not to eat something. So when you're fasting, it's not the fact that you don't have food to eat or that you have the ability to eat food. It's, it, 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 it's, your, it's, your, it's your ability to push the food or the plate away. Why? Why do you want to do that? So you can get something spiritual. So you can believe that God can get even something physical in Jesus' name. God wants to bless you uh, threefold. We're made in the image of God. We're spirit. We're soul. We're body. And fasting will, will connect and bless every part of your body. You believe that today? It will, it, will, it will bless your spirit. It will bless your soul, man. And it will bless your body. I was, I was watching something on, on um, the internet and this doctor was, and this doctor wasn't, I don't think he's a Christian, but he was talking about how fasting um, and going without food for just two or three days, how, how it will cause you to, 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 um, to get more brain cells. And some of us in here might need some more brain cells. And, and, the, and he was talking about how if you have tumors, when you fast, it will actually cause the tumors to leave your body. He, he, he was actually saying, it was scientifically, you know, uh, he, was, he was talking medical science about fasting. He was saying that it will, it will, it will lower your blood pressure. It, it will, and he's saying all these positive things. I think, man, I need to show this video to my my congregation, amen? And, and he was talking about all these positive things. He said, even if you have cancer, when you're fast, it, it will actually destroy cancer in a person's body. Wow. Miracle. God wouldn't have us do something unless it could benefit us. A lot of people say, fasting is starving. No, it's not starving. If, if, if you, the Bible says, once you go 40 days, then you go into starvation. So until you go 40 days, you're not starving. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, you just have an appetite. And really, I'm going to say this, because I've, I've fasted for a few days, and I've went beyond five days. And when you go beyond five days just on water, you're not hungry anymore. You don't even have an appetite. And I'm telling you, and, and I was energized and you will have energy in your fast. And what's going on technically, I, I'm just going to give you a side minute. What's going on is your body is feeding off the fat reserves. And, and now your body's running on the fat reserves. And so, and so it's not running on the food that you've been eating. And some of us could use... Okay, we won't. Some of us could stand some fat reserves to be, to, to, to be used up. Amen? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Amen. And what happens is you get into a, 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 a ketogenic um, process in your body where your body is now burning fat for fuel instead of burning sugar for fuel. And most of us are running on sugar. How many people love sugar in here? How many people love bread in here? How many people love bread? You know, bread turns into glucose, which turns into sugar. So if you love bread, Are you talking, are you here, are you, honey buns and all that, donuts, we used to give them out, we don't do that anymore, but honey buns, and we, I went to Duck Donuts last night, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, my, 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 my little girl loves duck donuts. And I ate it. I felt bad. <laughs> Not that, that, that I was remorseful because I was eating something that was junk in my body. That my body was just, was just not feeling good. Amen. I've been fasting lately. Can you tell? I'm getting a little tremor. But I've been fasting lately. Amen. And, and, and your body will reject those things. Amen. Amen. In other words, when you fast, it, it will remove the junk out of your cells. Because your cells brings in all this junk. And you need to release that. Amen. That's free. I'm not going to charge you for that today. So, so anyway, Paul said that he, not only did he go without food under um, his suffering, but he, he, he also was in, in fastings with an S. So Paul fasted a lot. I like what it says here. And uh, it says here in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it says, Know ye not that, that they which run a race uh, run all, but one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain... And every man that strives to the mastery is temperate, self-restraint. Uh, temperate means self-restraint in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corrupt crown, but we as an, incorrupt, uh, an incorruptible. Uh, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so I fight, not as one to beat the air, but I keep my body, I, I, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by the means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So... Paul is saying this, and he said it in Hebrews. He's saying that we have a race to run. And he's saying that he's running a race for God. But, he, but he's saying that he's going to keep his body under so that his body won't control him. It says this in Hebrews 12. It says, it says that when we run our race, let us, you know, let go of that sin that so easily besets us. And let us run our race with patience. So in other words, we, there, there can be sins in our life that can hinder us from running our race. And what Paul was saying was, he was saying that I keep my body under. And what, what, what he was saying, what I really believe he was saying there was, he keeps his body under by fasting. In other words, he doesn't allow his body to control him. He, your body makes a great servant, but a terrible master. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? If your body's controlling you, and dictating to you everything, that then you are considered a carnal Christian. Oh, man, I'm going there. I'm going there this morning. We're, we're, we don't want to be carnally minded. We don't want to be carnally minded. No, no, we want to do what it says in Romans 12. It's, it says in 12, 1, 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. So, so Paul is saying he's beseeching us by the mercy of God to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Your body, you, listen, belongs to God. Amen. Amen. And we need to take care of our bodies. In Galatians 5, I love this because the two chapters... Uh, well, the two books in the New Testament that will really help you in fighting against the flesh is the book of Galatians, amen, and the book of Romans. And Galatians 5 and Romans 8 are the two chapters you need to start studying because this is going to help you to walk in the Spirit. And in Galatians, it talks about that, it says in Galatians 16, we're going to read this, 16 through 26, it says, and 
I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So, so what is he saying? He's, he's saying that, that, that we need to be led by the spirit. In Romans 8, it talks about there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit in Christ Jesus, the law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So, so Paul is saying that there's a law of sin and death and there's a law of life in Christ Jesus. The law of sin and death is the law of the flesh. The law of life in Christ Jesus is the law of the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I want to walk in the law of life in Christ Jesus, not in the law of sin and death. And we see this in Galatians. It talks about that the, the, the law uh, of sin and death. It says now the, it's, it's called the works of the flesh. It's adultery, fornication, uncleanness. I knew you loved this. Lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveries and, uh, and, and the like, in which I tell you beforehand, just as I've told you before in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, that's a big list there. So, so I'm going to say this. There's areas we may slip and fall in some of these areas, but as long as we're repenting, turning back to God, we're not practicing it, we're renouncing it. But if you're living in it, that's a whole different story. If you're living in fornication and, and, or in adultery and you're living in this and you're not repenting, then you're under the law of sin and death. Amen. And it will catch up. You see, as, you see, that's what I'm talking about as a Christian. If, if, you, if somebody claims to be a Christian and they're living like that, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you can interpret that any way you want. You, you can interpret that that they may not make it to heaven. Amen. They're practicing lawlessness or that they won't receive the kingdom benefits down here on earth. Peace, joy, uh, the kingdom benefits of what God has for us. So you, however you want to interpret it, I think it, it, that, that you could almost, you, if you're living in sin and you're not repentant and you keep living in sin and God gives you a final call and you make your decision and you know it's God, then, then, and you go the flesh way, you, you, you may not make it to heaven. I believe there's a final call for people. My pastor that came, came out of a backslidden state, uh, one of his favorite songs was, I have returned to the God of my childhood. And he loved Jesus when he was a kid, but he bought into a lie that serving God, that God would send him as a missionary, you know, to Africa. He didn't want to go there, so he stopped serving God, and he lived for himself. And then God came to him one time when he was in his 40s and said, are you going to serve me or else? And I don't know what the or else could be, but it, but it could be hell. Amen. Boy, it's sober in this church today. Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In, in other words, I, I want to make sure that I'm close to God. Amen. See, 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 listen, fasting, what, what, what that, the, the number one reason for fasting is really to humble yourself before God. 
And humility, you know, is, 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 the, is one of the greatest things we can walk in as a Christian is humility. Humil humility, Bible talks about that God will lift up the humble, but he will debase the prideful. When you're in flesh, you're in pride. And pride, when you walk in pride, the Bible says when you walk in the flesh, you will die. Man, it's a strong message this morning, Pastor. And so it says here, now it says here, now the works, uh, let's look at this, but the fruit of the Spirit, this is where we want to get to. The fruit of the Spirit is, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, against such there is no law. That's awesome. He's saying that if we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to be walking in uh, uh, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says, when we're walking in those attributes, we're not under the law. We're under full grace, baby. We're under the fullness of God's grace. We're not under the law of sin and death. Amen. See, there was a guy that was sinning in the church in the book of Corinthians, and he he was having a uh, it was a sexual sin, and Paul said that they needed to judge this man and kick him out of the church, and Paul said that 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 he prayed that he released this man to the devil for the destruction of the man's flesh so that his soul could be saved. Think about that. That's pretty strong. In other words, put the devil on this guy. Let him get to a place where his, his flesh is under destruction. And, and maybe he'll come back to God and say, oh, I messed up. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But it, 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 that was in 1 Corinthians. The guy turned around, repented, and came back to God because of the grace of God. But I'm telling you, when your flesh starts hurting, you're going to start thinking about God. Amen. And if there's any areas of your life that might be out of kilt... You want to get them in kilt if you're hurting in any way, shape, or form. And sometimes that's not God's best. You know, sickness and disease is not God's best. But if, if that's the only thing that can get you back to God, then it's going to, you know, God can't protect you forever. forever. His grace will only go so far. His grace of protection over your life when you're walking in sin and death will only go so far. And then the enemy will come in and then hopefully they will turn around. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. So, so I want to walk in that. It says here, it says, uh, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But it says, it says here in, in the last verse, it says, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, pro provoking one another, envying one another. So he's saying here, he's saying that those who are in Christ crucify the flesh. And how do you do that? The best way to do it is by fasting. Oh, man, it's quiet in this church today. I'm trying to get you excited about fasting. I'm trying to get you excited about that. You know, you know, listen. Listen, I want to walk in the spirit. I want to walk in the grace. I don't want to have any, any death in my life. I don't want to have any degree of death. I want all life in my life. I want the Zoe life of God. I want to walk in it. I don't want my, my flesh controlling me. I want to control it. 
I want to walk in the spirit of love, peace, joy. Man, those are the attributes we need to be walking in, glory to God. Are you, are you awake this morning? I'm telling you, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm closing down here. But listen, when you walk in the spirit, you're walking in the highest realm of faith. And, and, and faith pleases God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Uh, Jesus uh, took his disciples up to a mountain, and it was just three of his disciples, John, James, and Peter. And he went up onto the mountain, and it's called the mountain uh, uh, of uh, uh, transfiguration. And Jesus got transfigured in front of them, and his, his, his whole raiment became white. And there were two people that showed up on top of that mountain with Jesus, Moses and Elijah. And think about this. Moses fasted 40 days. He was a fasting man. And Elijah fasted 40 days. Moses fasted and received the law. Elijah, he fasted because he was depressed and he was dealing with, you know, Jezebel wanting to kill him. He fasted for 40 days and he came out of depression and got revived and God gave him fresh direction for his ministry. Anybody dealing with any depression in the room, then, then fasting can crush it. Anybody dealing with a bad attitude in the room? I believe fasting can unlock that bad attitude. Glory to God. And then, then Jesus came down from the mountain. And then this guy came up to Jesus and said, Your disciples could not cast out this spirit out of my boy. Can you do anything? And Jesus said, If you have faith and believe, all things are possible. And that guy says... Ah, I'm trying to believe. Help my unbelief. That's kind of like us sometimes. God, I'm trying to believe you. You're in prayer. I'm trying to believe you. Help my unbelief because unbelief is creeping in. And Jesus, and listen, and, and Jesus cast the, he said, oh, how long do I have to be with this perverse generation? Talk about his disciples, this faithless perverse generation. Talk about his disciples. In other words, his disciples, they weren't really believing. And then he cast the spirit out of the boy and his disciples came back to him and said to Jesus, why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said, this kind comes out through prayer and feasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. In other words, some, some people say this. And I'm closing. I'm going to give you some benefits next week, so I'll get you more excited. But uh, some people... Some people believe that, that this kind, and, 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 and they say this kind of unbelief that the, that the disciples were walking in because they couldn't cast out that demon out of the boy, this kind of unbelief comes out through fair, prayer and fasting. And I, I believe that that's true because the more we're connected to God, the more faith we're going to walk in. But I really believe Jesus was talking about that de demonic spirit. In other words, that demonic spirit, you needed to pray and fast. In other words, you need to get to a place where you're walking in deutimous power. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In Isaiah 58, it says the yoke of bondage will be broken when you fast. Every yoke will be broken. Study out. We're going we're to study that out through our series. But every yoke will be destroyed and broken because of fasting. Fasting can break the yokes of bondages. See, listen. Why is fasting so powerful? Because Adam and Eve ate us out of the Garden of Eden from that tree. Food caused a man's downfall. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're probably thinking about a big hamburger right now. You know, but food, 
You know, we're always thinking about food. I'm eating breakfast, and I'm thinking, what well, I'm going to eat for lunch. I'm eating lunch, what well, I'm, well, I'm going to eat for dinner. And then what well, I'm going to snack on. Some of us just eat all through the day. We're grazers. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? But when you start fasting and praying, amen, I'm telling you, and you use that time that you spend eating and you spend it in time with the word and with prayer, God's going to do something awesome in your life. God's going to do something. I'm trying to close here. I remember that some lady called me one time at the church and said, can you cast out a demon? You guys probably remember this story. And I'm like, I don't get calls like that too often. Can you cast out a demon? I'm like, uh, oh, you know, the Bible says we can lay hands on the sick and we can cast out demons. Uh, won't you come to church tomorrow night and we see what will happen? I got off the phone and, I, and I'm shaking like a leaf. Oh, my God, a demon-possessed person's coming to our church tomorrow. <laughs> my God, what am I going to do? And I was nervous because they say, I'm coming in with a demon I, I need to get rid of. I'm thinking, oh, my God. And I'm a new pastor. I'm just new. I just started pastoring that year, and I'm new. I'm green. I'm wet. Being, I said, I better study this out. I study out. This kind comes out through prayer. I better fast all day on Wednesday. And so I took that whole day. We had service on Wednesday, and I fasted, prayed, sought the Lord, and I prayed, read the Word, played worship music all day. And I'm telling you, by about six o'clock that night, something settled in on me that what, that I call aggressive peace. I never had it before. It was like a heavenly peace that I was walking in. And I'm telling you, it's better than any drug that I've ever been on in my life. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, some people take ecstasy, you know, and they, they take these drugs to try to make them go, woo. But I'm telling you, I was walking in some peace, baby. I'm telling you, it was nothing bothered me. And I, and I remember I preached, I remember the service, I preached on love on that service. And the lady came in, I wasn't too sure, and the lady, a demon-possessed lady came in, I could tell by her eyes. No, I'm kidding. But uh, so she came in with her daughter, and, and, and they came in, and they came up for prayer. And I, I just walked up, and, and I knew it was the lady, and I just said, Jesus. Just like that. I didn't even try. Come out in the name of Jesus. Hold her down, ushers. No, I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. I just said, I just came up, and I just said, Jesus. And as soon as I did that, the power got here like, bam, fell out on the ground. She started shaking. Uh, uh, and, and her daughter said, what did you do to my mama? You know, I didn't even touch her. I just said, Jesus. And the power of God hit this woman. And I'll tell you, she got up a different person. Why? Because I'm telling you, there's something about fasting and prayer and seeking the Lord. I, man, that peace was so awesome. Man, I just need to walk in that all the time, glory to God. I wish I could walk into it all the time. Probably would if I start fasting and praying and reading the word every day, you know, for four or five hours. Amen. Maybe I need to start doing that. That's a revelation. But anyway, uh, and so God blessed that lady, set that lady free. And I believe that there's some things that we've been dealing with in our lives. And we just keep going in a cycle and keep going and keep going back to it and keep going back to it. And we can't seem to shake it, you know. And maybe you just need a fast. Maybe you need to break the powers of the flesh off you. Maybe there's a demonic stronghold that the only way it's, you're going to be set free is that you get so serious with God that you're going to go without food so you can be set free from that thing. And God knows when we're serious and he knows when we're just playing around. 
And if you're willing to go without some food, you're, say, you're telling God you're serious. You're telling Jesus you're serious. You're telling the Holy Spirit. You're telling the devils around you you're serious about getting set free. And I believe that this fast for 2019 is going to cause this church to be set free and it's going to put the power on this church in a greater measure. Do you believe that today? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.